Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I am Roy Byrne. Alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing today, Chanel? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm good as well, even though you didn't ask how I was doing. I, do I normally thing. ask? You usually ask. Well, well, do you ask? I'm not sure. Maybe you don't. don't. Know. Maybe you don't even care. Maybe I already know how you're care. doing. Yeah, I know you do. We have a connection. <laughs> exactly. Good. We, we, we literally just finished doing <laughs> another one. And another one plus, I wake up next to you every morning. Yeah, I know so you know how I'm doing. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are doing fine. Uh, we have another episode in store for you today on this edition of the Joan Appetit Podcast. We are talking about brunch at Harp and Crown. This is Harp and Crown, um, the Michael Schultz spot, or one of the Michael Schultz spots. Um, in Center City, we had a chance to have brunch there um, a couple of weeks back, so we will discuss that in the main segment of the show. But we have plenty of other stuff to get to on this podcast, as we always do. But before we start anything, as always, we want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on the Joan Appetit Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, YouTube Music. I think I didn't mention that. Please subscribe to the Joan Appetit Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you can tell five people about our show, whether you share it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, we would truly appreciate your support. And speaking of sharing it, please, you can follow us on any social media platforms and share any of our posts. Again, we are very accessible. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joan Appetit on each and every platform. Hashtag Joan Appetit. If you want to tag us in your foodie photos, whether you go out to eat or whether you're a home chef and you kind of want to cook it up, at your home. Um, again, please share your foodie photos with us at John Appetit. Again, hashtag John Appetit on Instagram, but tag us wherever, johnappetit at gmail.com if you want to send us stuff through email as well. Again, we are a very, very accessible podcast. Um, as always, as we are wont to do on the show, we want to shout out a few other people. Shout out to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on the Twitter machine. He's got his Christmas special coming up um, next week, I should say. Um, a we Christmas three, We Three Kings. Um, on CW, November 29th. That's How did you hear about that? Like, CW's still a thing? CW's still a thing. You watch The Flash. Oh, yeah, that is CW, huh? <laughs> no, I watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I, I wait for the season because I can't wait weekly for episodes. Yeah, but it's on CW. CW's still a thing. I didn't realize that <laughs> was the CW. Those, the DC, DC shows. Yeah, I watch, watch them all. Yeah, I know. The DC shows you watch there. Legend, Supergirl. Like, that's all yeah, me. Yeah. That's all. That's, yeah. So, Tay Diggs is on <laughs> I CW. Didn't which, is, that which is still a thing. <laughs> which is still a thing. <laughs> My bad. Um, Hulu, which is also still a thing. Oh, you know I know. Uh, Hulu, yeah, Pat Malakshmi has a Taste of the Nation holiday special um, as we prepare for Taste of the Nation season two on Hulu. Not sure if any of these Taste in the Nation episodes, the holiday special episodes, are coming to Philadelphia. But whom's to say? Because I know another show that she's on doesn't come to Philadelphia. But whom's to say? Why don't you write a letter? I could write a letter. Yeah, you're like a writer. I could write a letter. <laughs> you're literally a writer. You could write a letter. I could write a letter. Um, there's better writers than me. So uh, those out there who are better writers than me, a lot better writers than me, please um, do us a solid and write. Um, Food Network is it Food Network? What's what channel? Uh, top Bravo, right? Bravo, Bravo, and let them know that we need. Let Tom Colicchio know that we need a Top Chef. Tom well, Colicchio is busy. Maybe they're maybe they're waiting for season twenty because season twenty is like I don't know one of those big anniversaries. So you're assuming? No, I'm saying you know like silver anniversaries like twenty five and golden's fifty and all that other stuff. Twenty's big. Twenty is like one of those. You know how you, like they have the list of anniversaries like cotton paper. Twenty's big. Maybe it's like diamond or something. You actually look at that list? 
No, but I, I know. Please don't know, use that list as you're thinking of getting me gifts. I know. I know that list exists. Is what I'm saying. Like okay. I don't know what it is. I know twenty's big. So maybe they're twenty. Maybe twenty is like, I don't know what the Liberty Bell's made out of. Probably copper. Maybe twenty is like the <laughs> copper anniversary. You're from Philly, um, and you don't know what the Liberty Bell. No made idea. Out what of? The, I, it's copper. It's probably copper. You're just stating stuff that you don't know facts on. I said we, probably. I didn't say definitely. <laughs> if I said definitely, then people could kind of come at me. But if I said probably, that leaves wiggle room. So I don't know. He doesn't know. I have no idea. Look it up for yourself. Copper. Um, all Black Everything time. Now it's time to talk about a book called Black Food by Bryant Terry. I know it's coming up on Christmas time and holiday time, and you know you may be looking for gifts for others or treat yourself gifts. Um, this is a really awesome book. I just kind of found this when I was doing research for this show. This is a new book that, in, that provides insight to the genesis of the foods all across the African diaspora. So jollof rice, which my people make. Um, I cassava. make it. I'm part of your people. That's what I said. My people make jollof rice, cassava from, you know, more, I guess, quote unquote, quote unquote, traditional um, soul food dishes like collard greens or a sweet potato pie and things like that. Um, it's more of like a, you know, like a cultural text in a cookbook. I mean, there's recipes and things like that, but it's more of like a cultural text. It has um, essays from Toni Morrison and Michael Twitty, who wrote The Cooking Gene um, and all sorts of just great texts and kind of the insight of kind of like the dishes that, that, you know, a lot of us eat. I should get that and for Aubrey. Not, and may not, you know, may not, you know, quote unquote, you know, think about as far as, you know, you know where this came from about, you know, like the slaves actually like, you know, smuggling the seeds like you know, you know, to bring over to, to bring rice, to, to bring rice and to bring yeah. other things to the Americas and things like that. So again, it's called Black, Look up the history of rice people. Yeah. Black food by Bryant Terry. The rice again, in this country. In right? this country. In this yeah, country. Rice yeah. in this country. Uh, Black food by Bryant Terry. Again, a very, very interesting book. It also includes recipes and pictures and things like that as well awesome awesome book um definitely recommend that um so check that out again if either for yourself or you know it might make a great gift as well i'm gonna get it for Aubrey. this holiday season the new york times has named 50 their 50 favorite restaurants for i guess 2021 three of those restaurants are from philadelphia and I couldn't look at them because I reached my limit. Ah, you reached your limit. So now you have you to share with me as you share limit. with the audience. Ah, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Well, three of the restaurants from Philly, uh, we've talked about two of them on the show before. One we've talked about extensively, Down North Pizza, uh, the Detroit-style pizza shop, which is founded by a former guest of the show, Kurt Evans, mm-hmm. uh, that provides that's cool. um, opportunities to formerly incarcerated individuals. Again, it's a great, you know, it's a, first of all, it's just a great theme or great idea or great concept for the restaurant itself um and the fact that it gets people kind of back into society but again the pizzas themselves are fantastic as well um so down north pizza made the list uh laser wolf michael salamano's mm-hmm. israeli skewer house restaurant in kensington um that made the list and a spot called korshek bagels uh it's a, in south philly it's a new york style bagel shop in south philly so it has a new york style kind of chewy bagels mm-hmm. kind of thing korshek bagels in south philly made the list so 50 favorite restaurants uh, from New York Times. Three are from Philadelphia. So shout out to Philly for once again making a splash on these um, year-end favorite lists. Again, this is the New York Times 50 favorite list. Um, a restaurant, excuse me, a restaurant is probably going to be on some other favorite list coming up soon. Nicholas Elmy's new spot, uh, Lark, uh, debuts in on the main line. Uh, Nicholas Elmy, he won Top Chef. I always get this wrong. He won Top he Chef. He did correct? win Top Chef. Yes, he won Top Chef. Several years ago, um, is now he's opened a couple of different restaurants. Mm-hmm. This is his latest one. It's a coastal Mediterranean restaurant, and it opened um, last month on the main line at six eleven Riders Ferry Road in Ballad Kenwood. 
Um, I'm not really sure entirely what coastal restaurant, coastal Mediterranean restaurant, but I there's think there's a like lot seafood of seafood. And pasta. On, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of seafood on the menu. <clears throat> seafood and pasta. Did you look at the menu by any chance? I did, but unfortunately, when I tried to get back in for this episode, I had also reached my limit on that website. No, go to well, go to no, go to the Lark Lark's website. Go to the Lark website. Oh. Yeah, just go to the Lark website and, and uh, check out their menu. Their website is up. Lark, uh, I want to say it's LarkPA.com, but I'm not entirely sure. But just look up Nicholas Almy's Lark, and you guys can find the menu there. Um, I think this is a menu. Again, this is a menu that, like, Nicholas Elmy, he has the top, she's like, you know, has just a top chef elevated type fine of stuff. Fine dining. Yeah, the top chef elevated fine dining stuff. But I think this menu is kind of approachable yeah, for a decent is amount from of people. what I remember. It's, yeah. a, it's like, it's kind of, a, like, there's some stuff that might be a little bit weird. Well, not, I won't say weird, but a little bit non traditional, I'll say. Um, but I think there's some stuff that people could gravitate to. Like, there's um, the starters. The sea urchin deviled eggs. You've right. had sea urchin pasta. I've had sea urchin before. So sea urchin deviled egg That's is not, not a far. stretch for you. Right. That, I far. would try it. Uh, grilled octopus with a little, little neck clam well, chorizo. Well, you know I like I mean, That's not far. No, grilled octopus I eat all the time. Yeah. The pasta dishes include squid ink, your, your favorite pasta, chitara, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with lobster and calamari. Again, that's that's not terribly different than what a lot of people no, eat. No, I'd eat the mess out of that. Um, <laughs> roasted mushroom ravioli with foie gras. That looks really good on the picture that I saw of that. Um, there's some good looking stuff on this menu. Like, this is some really good looking menu. Uh, menu. Um, yeah. Glazed duck breast, strip steak. Roasted dorati with Calibrian chili. And I think there's something for everybody. Yeah, so, for example, if you're adventurous, but maybe your partner is not, and they're like a meat and potatoes type person, there is a strip steak right, with crispy potatoes yeah. and onions that they would be fine with eating. Right. So, it's like you would get to experience some of the more, quote unquote, adventurous food, if that's how you want to look at it. To me, it just looks good. Yeah. But... Um, you would have an opportunity to do that while maybe your meat and potatoes partner could just, you know, get right. a strip steak, which would probably be one of the most fantastic strip steaks they ever had. Right. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's a fine dining, a little elevated menu, but I think there's something that Chanel said, there's something that that's approachable, you know, each spot for everybody. And so. the prices are really, really good. Oh, the prices aren't that bad. Like no, the, the these prices are, are really bad. good for what you're getting. The it, prices yeah. aren't that bad. And again, it's Nicholas Elmi's new spot. Again, he's a fantastic chef. Um, he's got Laurel. Um, he's got, um, what was the, oh, I forget. Uh, Where you got the egg thing. Yeah, yeah. There's. um uh, on Second and, what was that, Second and Chestnut? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. It was? Uh, I got it right. Now. <laughs> second and Market. Yeah, why am I drawing a blank? The brunch, well, that was going to say the brunch spot, but they, I think they do more no, than No, they brunch. do more than brunch. Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank for that? Um, yeah, Nicholas Elmy. Has a, has we a, talked about it before on the show. Yeah, yeah, because we, we went. Because well, we went. <laughs> yeah, so Nicholas Elmy, you know, again, he's, you know, he's, he's a great chef. Um, there's, there's a lot of great stuff here. First um, time I ate escargot was yeah, Nicholas Elmy. Yeah, so again, Lark is now open. Again, 611 Writers Ferry Road in Ballot If anybody goes, please let us know. We are very interested. It's a good-looking yeah, menu. That's a good really good menu. Menu. We might need to check this out ourselves. Um, speaking of well-known chefs, Jose Garces brings Hook and Master to Kensington. This is his first new restaurant concept in, uh, I believe, in the city um, in the last seven years. And Jose Garces um, has a pizza and a small plate seafood restaurant that he's opened at 1361 North 2nd Street in Kensington. Because everything's in Kensington and Fishtown. Fishtown, like, they get all the good restaurants and food. What's that about? Yeah. We, right. we can't even get, like, a, a cheesecake factory. Yeah, we barely got an Aldi. But it is what it is. But it is what it is. Um. So the pizza side, on the pizza side, you have Brooklyn, Chicago, and tavern style 
cracker thin pizzas. So apparently this is is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. okay. So they said tavern style pizzas. Um, I think they like uh, they said the Chicago style pizza is supposed to be something like the Pequod's pizza that we've seen, um, like the like the the pan style Chicago the meat pies. Yeah, okay. but you know, but the Pequod one, you know, like the guy with the big beard. No. You know, remember in Chicago, we like we I know Lou Malnati's because that's the one I eat. All right, well we've we've seen things. <laughs> we watch a lot of TV shows <laughs> yeah, about Chicago pizza I, and things like that. Yeah, I, I admit I have seen stuff, but I only care about Lou Malnati's. But there's Lou Malnati's and Gino's East, and you guys. I mean, if you guys are familiar, you guys. But there's a spot called Pequod's, and there's this dude. I don't know if he still works there, but one of the guys works there who's very prominent. He has like the super long beard. I'm trying to have Chanel remember it, but she doesn't remember. Mm-mm. But she didn't know what the CW was. So. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. Uh, the Brooklyn style pizzas here. <laughs> um, they include options like pepperoni and hot honey. Uh, they have an Italian beef one, which is interesting. And they have a Spanish chorizo and shrimp pizza. I'm not surprised you honed in on the pizzas because I honed in on the seafood. I'm not, yeah, I'm here for the pizzas. And the Chicago style pizza, they have build your own. So you get the Chicago style pizza or the cracker style pizza. Just throw whatever toppings you want on there. Bam, there you go, done. But what, since you're the seafood, you know, expert what seafood things kind of jumped out of you three things the grilled octopus uh, uh-huh the char grilled oysters yeah and the calabrian butter shrimp i saw the calabrian butter shrimp i'm like Shh. wait i was like okay so those are all appetizers wow. i need all three of those and royal <laughs> get pizza he can have pizza and i'll eat three of these and we're good yeah like the calabrian butter just the cal- just put those three words together calabrian, calabrian butter, butter shrimp. shrimp i mean you can't go wrong no no you can't go wrong with that no char grilled oysters you can't really go wrong with that no yeah, and there's also the clams and chorizo. I mean, it's, it's again. You know how I feel about sausage and seafood. I'm not. Yeah, like the yeah. menu isn't extensive, but it's a, it's a good looking menu. So, again, Hook and Master, Jose Garces, Kensington, 1361 North 2nd Street. Looks like a very good spot. Again, I might need to try this one out as well. John's Rose Pork has been voted best cheesesteak in Philly by you, the people. Hot Sauce Company Truff had an online poll to determine the best cheesesteak in Philly. People just went online and kind of voted, you know, who the best. It wasn't just, you'd have to type in who you wanted, who you liked. It wasn't a list. So people voted, and the winner was John's Roast Pork, which won the award and won a $10,000 prize. Cool. Rounding out the top five, Delisandro's in Roxborough, Donkey's Place in Camden, Jay's Joint in Langhorn, and Jim's in South Philly. You did a little whoop whoop there. Delisandros. You know, you know. So I assume you know. the Delisandros would that, win your list. I've never had John's roast pork's um, you know, cheesesteak. I've only had the roast. They have my favorite you know, roast pork. I, I, I swear, I brought that. Cheese I home. don't ever remember eating it. I've had their. I actually um, a, a few years ago we had like a taste test competition thing, mm-hmm. and I voted for them for their roast pork being the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The roast yeah. pork. Yeah, we're not gonna. Um, they, they, but yeah, I've yeah. never had their cheesesteak. I swear, I brought. All right, I'm gonna figure out a way. I gotta figure out a way to get you a John's roast pork by the end of the year. Okay, I will get you a John's okay. roast pork cheesesteak. Okay, it's I'm really never, good. I've never <laughs> like had it's, it. It's really like it's. I don't want to say it's better than their roast pork, but it might be. Like, oh. It's really good. It's really oh. good. Um, yeah, so Delisand, I actually went on this truffle poll while they had it, mm-hmm. this truffle poll, and I voted Delisand. Right, right, because Delisand is it's, really, it's the best. Like, yeah. like, like, it is what it is. Um, I know you're not a Jim's fan. Not at gonna, all. I'm not even going to. Yeah, we don't need that. to discuss. And I, I know we've talked for years on the show about, about you going to donkeys. donkeys place. I've never done it. I know exactly where it is. I've parked in front of it to I'm, go to uh, Corrine's um, soul food place, um, but I've never had that. Yeah, so we got to rectify that. We got to rectify that. It's just, you know, 
a little hard now. Well, not a lot of places are now you can go open oh, and take out. A lot of them have online. Have we checked to see if donkeys? donkeys I believe, is online. Oh, well, there you I go. I believe they have an online thing. Um, so, yeah, so we got to do donkeys. Well, on, on Wednesday, you got to run out. Um, yeah, I got to see what their hours You know how, see Wednesday, what the hours the, are you know how people, yeah. their pre-Thanksgiving hours are kind of weird yeah. some places. So, Check we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, John's Rose Pork. Let us know what your favorite cheesesteak is. Again, we, we did the cheesesteak taste test. Um, Dallas Andros won. But, again, there's, some, there's tons of great cheesesteaks. I'll say this. Like, some of the best cheesesteaks are probably in the neighborhood spots that no one's ever really heard no, of. Exactly. Like the, like, the, like, the spot is probably, like, five minutes away from your house that ain't Pat's or Gino's or Jim's or... The, all the well-known ones that yeah. make it to magazines. Yeah, or The Dallas mom Andros and pops are or probably Chubby's. got some of the best. The yeah. best ones. Because they usually give you tons of meat. And it ain't, like, $15. And they make really it with love because they know you. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> That's my mom. Everything. Like, she can tell when food is made with love. Made with so. love. Made with love. It's a key ingredient. Um, this food that we're talking about next was not made with love. No. It's made with hate. Hate in their I have a problem with this story. <laughs> a woman found a whole chicken head oh, man. in an order of wings. I had to sp- say chicken space head because I don't want people to think something else. Oh, like a, a chicken, chicken head. space <laughs> head in an order of wings. Brittany Palmhouse of yeah, Williamsport, no, PA, man. went to her mom and pop spot, man. old school pizza, man. ordered some chicken wings, Found an entire fried chicken head. Man, she posted them on Facebook. Thousands of people said, "Yo, man, what's up?" I'd be ruined. Old school pizza gave her a refund and an apology. So you see, uh, they blamed their supplier. Yeah, it's now, the supplier's fault. But that means you're not washing your wings. Thank you. See that right there? Oh, they're not washing their chicken before they cook it. I know some people don't wash their meat. I don't want to eat your at your house. You're supposed to wash your meat before you cook it. But, but what if they're already come breaded and all that stuff? What if you're just you can't wash it? breaded food? No, I'm saying, what if you just drop it in a fryer? Maybe they just gonna drop. No, it in. usually a wing spot. It's not coming breaded. Not every, where where do they sell breaded chicken? I'm that, saying, not like, everybody is doing everything by the. They're bowl. not washing their chicken. I'm just saying that's what this says. This says to me you get a bag, a bulk bag of chicken from the restaurant store. Or your supplier, they mm-hmm. drop off, and it's wing time, and you're just taking those bad boys and dumping them in the fryer. You're not washing them or checking them for feathers. That's why you... if you go somewhere and your chicken has feathers on it, don't eat there anymore. They don't wash their chicken. A lot of places have feathers. Then they're not washing their chicken. When you when you pull the chicken out the fryer and you're putting it in the container, you don't notice a head? No, or... because think about it. You lift it I off. Know, I know what you're saying. And you let the oil drip out. And then you just dump and then it out. You take it and you just dump it in the box or whatever you serve it in. There's no quality control. That's all I'm saying. The quality, quality control, control comes in when you're washing the damn chicken. Quality uh, control. But that chicken head is not necessarily gross. Let's, let's just put that yeah, out there. Because no, no. culturally, we've been places right. where we've been served food with chicken heads on it. Right, yeah. So saying... But in this instance, right. it's not appropriate because I <laughs> she didn't go there for a whole chicken, including head. She went there for chicken wings. Head and chicken wings implies you're not quality controlling or cleaning your chicken before you serve it to me. If you if you saw a chicken head in your chicken wings, what would you do? I would never eat there again. And what would your initial reaction be? I would probably scream. Would you throw away the rest of the batch? No, I would take a picture of it and send it to corporate. But you would eat the rest of the Oh, heck eggs. no, I'm not eating the rest of it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. No, because it's, it, it tells me you didn't clean it. I'm more offended at the fact, like, we can, like, close our eyes and blinders and make assumptions that people are cleaning things before we eat them. Once you've opened the curtain and let me know that you are not cleaning or quality controlling, I can't eat your food. You're gross. 
Yeah, old school pizza. The refund and the apology is nice. I don't know if I'd ever eat there again. No, I couldn't do it. Um, but you know, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it'd be be a little tough. Um, yeah, this will be this will be a scarring. <laughs> scarring yeah, I would be scarred. No, I'll be scarred for for quite a bit. There. No, and it's like I said, the head's not the issue because people do eat chicken heads. Yeah, yeah the right. issue is the cleanliness and quality control of it. Yeah. So, restaurants. This is a warning. Please, quality control, check your chickens. Yes, please. Make sure that you're not frying up pieces of chicken that you don't intend to. Or other things that or are other not things. supposed to or be Or other in things. There. Again, it's not the supplier's fault. It comes on you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to talk about brunch at Harp and Crown. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. We recently had a chance to check out brunch at Harp and Crown. We recently restarted brunch at Harp and Crown. Harp and Crown was a kind of a, a pretty popping jump spot pre-pandemic. Um, but now, you know, as we're hopefully winding down the pandemic, um, a lot of restaurants are kind of re- reinstituting um, brunch and things like that. So Harp and Crown has brought back their brunch. Again, Harp and Crown, again, I should mention. 1525 Sansom Street. Mm-hmm. It's one of the Michael Schulson collective of restaurants. Uh, Alpen Rose, Sampan, Double Knot. We've talked All about those fire. restaurants. All <laughs> fire. Um, Osteria. We've talked about a lot of those restaurants here on the uh, podcast. Um, Harper Crown, again, it's one of those restaurants. Um, beautiful looking spot. Absolutely it's beautiful spot. gorgeous in there. Absolutely. Like like those, these uh, Michael Schulson restaurants, by and large, are so, all whoever them, designs but, them, man, the attention yeah. to detail, the like it's it's like they sit down and they get the menu in conjunction with the feel of yeah, it the vibe yeah, like yeah. these are some sharp spots um i just want to before you get started just say that harp and crown does offer um inside and outside dining i don't know how long that's going to go for with it getting cold but yeah that w- it was available when we went inside and outside dining um i don't know if they have people i know they have the bowling alley downstairs i'm not sure if that's open yet um, but there's inside and outside dining. And in addition to brunch, they do lunch and dinner and things like that. Um, we went to the brunch on uh, it was Sunday, right? It was a Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the second week of the brunch opening back up since the pandemic. Uh, it's a, again, it's a beautiful space. Um, the brunch is set up around the bar area um, at the kind of the rear of the first floor, or I guess the main floor, I should say, mm-hmm. of, of Harp and Crown. Um, and the brunch menu, very extensive. Brunch, by the way, Saturdays and Sundays, 1030 to 230. Um, every Saturday and Sunday, very extensive brunch menu. I mean, and you get mimosas with that. That's what I, I, I wanted to ask you because, like the like the waitress said, like you know, you get mimosas. Like yeah. mimosas come with it, and I'm like, did I hear that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> like you can just get mimosas. Yes, like, mimosas come with it. Like free, like all the time. It's like, not free. You pay, you know for, it, you pay <laughs> for it. But I'm like, I was like, is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Or they, you can have other drinks. Like you had the cider. Yeah, the cider. Beer the cider beer. Yeah. I'm like. Like, but you have to pay for the other drinks. But the mimosas are part of the brunch. I was like, wow, this sounds this and is fresh great. squeezed juices yeah, and yeah. yeah, tons of fresh squeezed squeezed juices. You know, mimosas. Yeah, I thought I heard that wrong, but okay, I didn't. No, you got it. Right. No, mimosas are there. Again, a very extensive brunch menu. Um, basically, whatever you can like, whatever you can think of as far as like a brunch menu, like bagels and lox, um, 
I know you go, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go no, no, run you, it you, down. Had a, you had a you had a reaction to the bagels and lot. Oh, because I I thoroughly enjoyed the smoked salmon and the bagels. The bagels were really good with the smoked salmon. Um, I never really eat bread products, but I ate like a whole bagel. <laughs> <laughs> No, they had a ton of, you know, breads and rolls and pastries, you know, croissants and things like that. Again, like, you know, typical, you know, perso- you know stuff like that. But they also had like uh, sushi rolls. Pizza. Uh, pizza. Chicken uh, and waffles. Yeah, chicken and waffles. Charcuterie. Sandwiches. Yeah, little sandwiches. Yeah, I forgot the sandwiches. Yeah, like the little mini sandwiches. They were so good. Um, prime rib. And we'll talk about these things in more detail. The best thing I had, like, I don't know what it was. And I know it, does, it sounds weird. That was one of the best omelets I've ever had in my life. See, I didn't have an <laughs> that omelet. omelet was fantastic. Made to order omelets. Made to order omelets with whatever you want. And it was like, you know, sausage and bacon and onions and mushrooms and cheese. I think they had different kinds of cheese. Um, and it was like, it sounds weird because it's, it's an omelet. I mean, it's an egg. I and mean, we've all had omelets. That might have been one of the best omelets I've ever had in my life. It was fantastic. It was like, I I think, still think about that, that omelet. Wow. Was weeks ago. It was absolutely fantastic. They cooked just perfectly. And again, not... You know, kind of, you know, some sometimes people don't cook the omelet right, and like, like it's like it's runny, or they stuff it with too much stuff, or whatever. Like it was just a perfect, a perfect omelet. Um, that to me was just like by far. Like, I don't say by far. It was the best thing I had there. But you can get prime rib. I got multiple orders of the chicken and waffles. And again, it's, you can serve yourself at most stations, except for like you know prime rib and omelets. But you serve yourself. You go up as many times as you want. Um, so you it's get, organized. It's very organized. Yeah. Um, it's not crazy. Like no. Um, the people who work there are constantly refreshing the bars. Yeah, always. Like, always, always they're stuff, always like. there. There's so much. I got to the point where I started watching this one person in particular because every time he went to refresh the sandwiches, someone was in front of there and he had to wait patiently. There was never a time he came out and he could just get to do what he wanted to do. So I started kind of paying attention. But that's how much he was coming out to refresh things, to add food, there, they had shrimp. Yeah, they had shrimp, yeah. um, all kinds of bagels, pastries, like uh, yogurt yeah, station, yogurt bar, yogurt station yeah. where you could, you know, put your own little toppings on. Fresh fruit. It, there was some donuts, crispy bacon, sausage. sausage. Yeah. Like there was something for everyone. everybody. Everybody, your yeah, sausage gravy, little um, biscuits. Little pastries, like just something for everyone there. Yeah, no, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it up. That yeah, like they refreshed. Like they were on there, like the refresh thing. Like, like as soon as something was empty, like within five minutes, somebody was there to like to re up it. And I will say this: they kind of changed things out during the meal. So things that because again, like I didn't like, see the pizza. The pizza came later. Yeah. But, so there's some things that kind of come in like later. I will say this though: if you're gonna go for brunch, go early because there's cer- certain things that are like very like very popular. And if you're gonna go. Like, you know, like those sandwiches uh-huh. and like, I don't know how many sandwiches they make, but they probably don't make an infinity in number of those sandwiches, <laughs> but those Super sandwiches popular. are going like every yeah. single time. So if you're going to go for brunch, I'd recommend going closer to like 11 than to go to like one, because if you get there at one, you know, you might not get some of the sandwiches or the there, or it like might that. be a total changeover from yeah. what or it might be a changeover. Yeah. yeah. Might be totally different. It might change it over, but we went at 11, we went 11. We went 11. and the, these are the things that were out at 11, but like towards the end of when we were leaving, that's when the pizza came out. So there might be a change up, like where some of the stuff that we had may not be there, but some of the stuff that's there may be stuff that we didn't get to have. So, 
um, highly, highly, this is a highly recommended place. And knowing that you like that egg, because I've been thinking about going back too. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going back. That almost really, was really good. Yeah, we'll um, be going back. I saw, I was I was looking through um, reviews. Um, I think it was on Yelp or TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. And I saw that people, some people um, in the previous incarnation would go to this before going to an Eagles game. I'm like, this is a perfect, this is like a perfect thing. Like go to, go load up a brunch, get your food, hop on the subway, go to an Eagles game. Like you, like you, like you can time it out. Right. Like it's fine. Like yeah. it's, you know, you get there at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you know, you eat there for an hour, hour and a half, hop on the subway, Eagles games at one. Like that's a perfect, you know, little pregame, pregame spot. Again, free mimosas, you know, and then you get food. It's a, it's a great way to start your Sunday. Even if you're just down in the city, just kind of hanging out, um, you, you know, for your pre-shopping meal or whatever yeah. like that. It's a really good, you know, it's a really beautiful spot. Friendly staff. Friendly staff. Super friendly yeah. staff. Um, yeah, no, Harper Crown Brunch. Like, it's like it's a winner. Like, it's like, I get it. Like it's, no, it's a, highly recommend it. Now, this falls in line with every other um, restaurant we've been to of his. Like, yeah. he, those restaurants have never disappointed. Uh, Sampan, Double Knot, which we've been to multiple times. I don't know. We should probably stop going there. <laughs> well, we haven't been in a while. <laughs> we haven't been in a while, but we we've been out. a... We've got takeout. Yeah, we did get... Oh, yeah. yeah. Sampan, Double Knot, Al- Alpine Road. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And now this, yeah, all of them fantastic. All of them, yeah, no, fabulous, fabulous restaurants. Yeah, Harp and Crown again, five twenty, uh, fifteen twenty-five, Sansom Street. Again, if you're in the mood for brunch on a Sunday or Saturday, yeah, excuse me, check them out. Um, very good stuff. Quick break. On the other side, we have an upcoming, or I guess I should say, current event to tell you about, and some more invitations to our home for a Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit podcast. back segment number three of the show a current event i should say craftsman rose saloons christmas pop-up is running now until through christmas um this is located at eleven twelve south east street this is owned by the same team that runs uh jewelry beer Garden. i'm sorry 112 south east street excuse me 112 where the players dwell um christmas themed cocktails uh over the top milkshakes including those spiked with eggnog and bar bites like doritos coated mozzarella sticks Donut fried chicken, fiery buffalo mac and cheese, and even a burger with some Thanksgiving um, specialties on it as well. So it's a very cool, very uh, chill spot. Again, they kind of go over the top with their Christmas theme pop-up every year at Craftsman Row Saloon. Couldn't do it last year because of the pandemic, but they are back in full force this year. So that's your jam. Again, check them out. They're open Wednesdays through Sundays. Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday, the hours are 12 to 9. Friday and Saturday, the hours are 12 to 10 p.m. Again, Craftsman Row Saloon's. Christmas pop-up. Check them out. 112 South 8th Street. Time now for our Sunday dinner segment. This is the portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people who've done something over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Sometimes it's something not so good. It's always something notable or at least notable to us. It was a little bit of a break, we thought, from talking about food on this podcast. But again, this week I don't think we're going to talk about things other than food so you can go first okay 
So my Sunday dinner invite goes out to all of the Thanksgiving warriors. And by that, I mean those of you who are cooking whole dinners for your family, who will be working very hard this holiday to to feed massive amounts of people or even just a few people. Mm -hmm. I will not be in the trenches with you this year. I wasn't there last year either um, because I've taken to uh, purchasing my Thanksgiving (laughs) meals. But I remember when it was like, and so I am with you in solidarity. That includes my sisters. They'll be, um, they have taken on the task of handling for my whole family. Roy and I will not be there this year. We will be at home um, with our our New Jersey Philly family, um, but we will be enjoying um, a restaurant bought meal. <laughs> yeah, so Thanksgiving holidays now it seems, it seems like we're just gonna go and buy things. Yes, yeah. Because again, other places do it; they do it pretty well. So yeah, it's like, hey, man, man. I'm I'm a really good cook, but you know what? Eh. It's like, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like the Cracker Barrel spread sometimes yeah, be doing it was all right. right. You know, I just like, have to, you know, zhuzh it up a little, and you know, you know, some of these local restaurants. And there's a ton of local restaurants yes. who are doing it as well. I know we're a going lot of local places, this year. You know, a lot of places. Um, you can't. We'll say it now. Like you can't order now because obviously it's, the order is yeah, done, done. But can for next year, think about ordering from a local restaurant because yeah. a lot of local restaurants, even if you just want to do sides, yeah. a lot of restaurants just do sides and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but think maybe for Christmas or Hanukkah. Yeah, you know, think about ordering from a local restaurant. Haddonfield Culinary is doing some stuff. Yeah. Restelli's, like, you know. Some, some local spots. Just give um, yourself a break. Absolutely right. Uh, my Sunday dinner invite goes out to Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, for those of you who do not know, Zion Williamson is a power forward in the NBA. He's missed, I believe, every single game this season. He's got, like, a lower leg slash knee injury. I'm not exactly sure what. But Zion Williamson... It's about 6'10", 6'11". He's listed at about 270, but he's probably kind of just walking around where he's probably closer to like 290-ish. Um, and he he dunks very explosively. So um, the human body really isn't meant to be that athletic and that explosive probably at that weight. So the New Orleans Pelicans said, you know what? We want to kind of put you on a little culinary plan. So they have restricted the things that he kind of eats when he's at the facility and things like that. And to that I say Zion Williamson, I feel for you, brother, because I know when you got drafted by the Pelicans, I know how hard it must have been when they told you, like, yo, man, all these places in the French Quarter, don't Ooh. go there. Because it's got to be tough, man. Because you, you got millions of dollars. And all the good food. And all the good food. And you're living probably on your, home, on your own for the first time. And you're, going, and you're walking past, you know, like all these spots in Jackson Square. You're walking past Parkway all these Bakery. Spot. Yeah, but so you're walking past, you know, like Acme Oyster House. Mm. Mm. You're walking past, you know, you know, like uh, Commander's Palace. And like, you know, you know, you can't eat that food. Like, uh-uh. you know, you shouldn't be eating that Cafe food. Cafe Du But I mean, you could just go into Cafe Du and just buy out, buy the whole place out. And you can't. And like, I, I man, I feel your pain, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, if you drafted me and say, hey, man, you got to live in New Orleans and eat New Orleans food, but not the good stuff. Well, I mean, it's all good, but not the stuff you really want to eat. Here's but, some salad. Yeah, but you got to go to New Orleans and just eat salad. I'm like, fam, like, you can't, we can't live like this. Like, I know you go to, I know you see those videos of Drago's where it's pouring butter on the, on the chocolate oysters. You can have, like, two. You can have, like, six or 12. Like some people want eighteen. I've heard people who say they want I've, eighteen. I, I I am people, <laughs> and you can't do it, man. And and I, I just feel bad for you, Zion. Like I'm just like I'm sorry. Like I like going to New Orleans as a professional athlete has to be extraordinarily difficult. 
because there's just unless so much your metabolism is yeah unless your metabolism is super is like super incredible because again like i mean you know i mean Zion Williamson, i'm sure his metabolism is fine he plays basketball he runs up and down the court like miles every single game but it's like brother it's like there's so much good seafood and pasta in there and this is like, maybe he has an allergy or maybe maybe he has an allergy maybe he can't eat that i assume he can though i'm just gonna assume he can but it's like it's tough because again it's like you know it's like you know you know to be the best athlete you can be it's like you like your knees and your feet probably can't take it unless you like probably you know get back to like 270 or whatever like whatever have you but and then New Orleans is, is tougher than, than in most places like if i was in i don't know he could eat child grilled oysters if he ketoed it i guess I guess. But I, I, he wouldn't have the energy to be a professional sports person. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. When, he when needs he, carbs. Yeah, you know I'm saying when he, when he goes to the facility, they're just going to give him like some 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 shake or something that they kind of they kind of <laughs> like you can, you can eat chocolate oysters with acne, or you can go eat the go drink the protein shake. You know, at the at the Pelicans facility. Like, which one would you rather have? Um, yeah, so I'm saying like Zion, I feel for you. Hopefully, you get you get better. Hopefully, uh, you kind of get past. I don't want to say weight issues because he's not like like I mean, he can play. Like, he just like has to get healthy. Um, but like. I hate the fact that, that you have to be on a, a culinary restriction plan by, by the Pelicans and then you go outside and you see just amazing food. Like, you know, um, what was that? The, the pork Roy, the pork Roy this came up because Roy wants to go to New Orleans and have food. 100%. Basically, that's, really that's all what this is. is about. That's really all it's about. Yeah. So shout out to Zion. Shout out, shout out to New Orleans. <laughs> um, that's it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Before, uh, our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our words to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you John Appetit. Hey, all you plumbers out there. Yeah, you and you and you over there with that pipe wrench. You know about the durability and performance of Ream water heaters, but have you heard about the valuable training they offer with master plumbers who know the right techniques for every type of install? And how about the other great plumber support and new tools Ream offers to help you get the job done faster, reduce callbacks, and increase satisfied customers? Yep, at Ream, we're ready to help you thrive. Learn more at ream.com thrive.